Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Have you ever felt like, oh, just good, good loving, and you just like want to say to somebody, uh, sorry, not sorry, I actually just said that to somebody not long ago, but sometimes you just want to express yourself and you just want to say, this is who I am, and this is how I'm meant to show up in the world. And then, because of, well, a lot of interesting ties that we'll talk about with this guest, you're in the music business and you start making music around these sort of things. Well, I'm going to let you know that our guest today, she literally has released a couple of new singles in the past few months, both, as I've already mentioned, Good Lovin' and Sorry Not Sorry. Her name is Samantha Gibb, and I'll let her take us into that momentarily. But she's had an exciting career making music, finding her what pathway through, going on tours with some pretty well-known people. And um, I'm just excited for her to come share some bits of her life that she feels really compelled to share as an ally in our LGBTQ community. So, Samantha, so glad to have you here from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. We were chatting before, you know, you're you're keeping busy and all this sort of stuff and you have a son and all this stuff. So yeah, you're just an average another person. We got lots of stuff going on in our life. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you being here. So um, so let's just start with the, the new stuff. So just recently released a couple of new singles and um, excited, happy, glad what's going on. Give us some insight there. I'm really excited. I think especially these two specific, um, ironically, we wrote the two songs were written with two separate writers, incredible okay. songwriters. But um, we decided to kind of just start really working. My partner, Lazaro, and I, we, he's my writing partner for years now, um, over 20 plus, um, and we run the studio together. But uh, him and I just decided to kind of embark on really embracing more writers and kind of trying to expand our creativity and just learn more, get better. Mm-hmm. And we started writing with specifically these two writers and these songs just kind of naturally came about and good loving was the first one and sorry, not sorry followed, but it was uh, the first time I think I felt, I guess also it's just where I at my life. It was just the first time I felt really like I was speaking my truth i was speaking mm. the way i really felt and the things that i i want to talk about you know and i felt like it uh it also spoke to so many people like so much more than i've ever i think felt with any music that i've put out so that mm. was just a really incredible response you know from good love and then sorry not sorry it's been just an incredible response as well so it's so what does very, it mean to, what does it mean to you to like literally speak your truth? I know that's a loaded question. <laughs> they can start you know, right out the gate. But I know I'm like in my 40s and I'm finally like, oh, okay, I get this. I, I think it's really there's so many things that have been happening in the, the world. And I think most recently, you know, with for me as a woman with Roe versus Wade uh-huh. um being overturned was huge. Yep. Uh, I, I want to get get upset about, <laughs> but sorry. <laughs> 
it, uh, it really well, it's, it's, it's bullshit. It's just, that's what it yeah. is. And I'm so glad it's, you're sharing this emotion because I have two girls. I have two girls. So trust okay, me. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, I have a son, but I was like, even just like reaching out to friends and people. I'm like, I was enraged. I was so, um, I was shocked and enraged, but, uh, it was that moment that I felt like there's just been this constant it's it's either been against black lives it's been the lgbtq there's just like this every there's just being attacked and throughout all of these changes i've made it a a point to make sure that i'm standing with the with everybody and i'm like i'm I'm with you to Mm -hmm. black lives matter to lgbtq and then when roe versus wade happened i was like wow like now it's it's like it's literally like a personal attack to what my 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 personal self as well as all of everyone that i might not be the same as but that i absolutely agree and i don't mm-hmm. understand why these things are happening so i think when the roe versus wade the the intensity because it was right actually the good loving we were working with a a, a company hip uh, promotions and they were doing a lyric video for us kind of threw it together real quick but it was right before like our last final changes for the video came in and it was when this happened i was just like we're absolutely incorporating it's it's women power it's about connections about equality it's about just being yourself and not being afraid of who that person is and not letting other people tell you who you should and shouldn't be you know and what is okay for you and your body or what's okay for you and your personal life you know So it was, it was so, well, it gets me upset. I, I would, it was ironic because I was literally in Austin, Texas as this thing, like literally unfolded. And I was like, well, I can't stand that son of a bitch there at all. And um, (laughs) as I left to go home the next day, it blew my mind because I drove past a planned parenthood. And there was already fences around the building. And these people were walking around in the parking lot. You could just tell they were like, they were just like, okay, now what are we going to turn this into? And I was, I, I was so livid as I mm-hmm. was going in my Uber, or Lyft or Uber or whatever it is to the airport. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, what to think. And I, I, the thing that I love about you taking a stand and even sorry, not sorry. I'm to that point where. I've lived enough of my life that I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm sorry for being who I am. I'm just mm-hmm. not. I okay. I came out at 36 years old, kind of like you about in my forties is when I started like going, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> this yeah. is just the way I have to be. Right. And, and not I'm that saying- I have to be, this is who I am. Yeah. You know? And I think also is getting old. It's like as getting older, but also, you know, sadly I've, I've lost some friends young, you know, and, for not even like it's not not was it wasn't just it wasn't a drug thing or something like just like sleep apnea like it's just some something just bad happened and it was like holy shit and a friend specifically i lost a couple years ago and i just spoke to him we we, he was doing a video for me and i'm like and we're talking about life and how important we got to take care of ourselves and just this great conversation then he was gone and i'm like Man, I mean, I lost my dad very quickly and right. suddenly too. So it's, uh, it's the idea that life is very short and that you you can be here and you can be gone within seconds mm-hmm. is very real to me, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's really. And important. I don't think people. I don't think people get that as much as. I mean, I think people are getting that more because of what we've just gone through and continue to go through with the whole lovely little COVID experiment. Yeah. Um, but I also think because of the the it, 
not just I, i'm tired of hearing people say oh it's only happening here in the u.s i'm tired of all this only in the u.s no it's happening yeah. globally there's just bullshit everywhere mm -hmm. yeah. but i think people are finally starting to realize the impact of this pressure on our planet and how it's mm -hmm. taking people out younger i was actually thinking about this yesterday as i was on a bike ride i'm like i'm so glad i still have the capability to like go do this and exercise because there's some people who the stress of even trying to get out and get exercise, they can't, they can't function mm -hmm. because that it's so heavy in the world right now. Oh, and yeah. then people get taken away from you very early. Like you said, your own dad. So let's just mm -hmm. go ahead and, and, and unwrap that little tidbit in the room. We haven't really addressed that. Nugget. So yeah, <laughs> just a small little nugget. So, <laughs> so your dad was, yeah. is <laughs> Morris, Morris Gibb. He was uh, mm. one of the Bee Gees. Mm. Yeah, just mm -hmm. as you said that, I got chills. Okay, so <laughs> I got chills on that because I'm like, so I, I told you I think either before or after we got into this conversation, I actually went to college in a, a small college just outside of Chattanooga, right at the height uh -huh. of when when your dad and your uncles were like, they were the it, you know? So when, when I was <laughs> reading this the first time, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is kind of cool, you know? And mm -hmm. then, you know, now the Tennessee connection and stuff, but... When you lost your dad, did you ever see in your mind's eye and your artistic eye that this would catapult you forward to some space like you're sitting in right now? No, no. I, I mean, it was just, it was also shocking. There wasn't a lot of thought. It was almost just like, just, it was just, um, act, just act on, on mm -hmm. and deal with it, get through it. Um, I, and I think, you know, to be honest, like, right after I, I was like very angry because I was working with him right up until he passed. Like we were right. literally picking out a, a keyboard player that we were working with and this all happened right in the midst of it. And so um, I think like for a little while, it was hard to even get in a studio because I yep. had been working with him and just I, I would get angry real quick. It was just I, I would get I would get really upset. I just start crying. It was it was hard. It was really hard. But then I kind of channeled that and we we created an album um, right after we my partner, Lazaro, because we were writing together. He was we were all working with my dad. Um, him and I decided to within the year after my dad passed, create Meg Productions. And it was a way to combine because my dad had a studio in England, a personal studio in England, a personal right. studio in the States. And so I didn't the idea of like waste like all this equipment. We were like, what do we do? We, we have to utilize it. You know, like let's we want musicians to play these guitars. We want artists to come in and make music. That's what he wanted. He loved he loved working with other people. He loved making music, period. So that was kind of a really nice way that we could do it. And I thought it was kind of ironic. We decided to call it Meg and his middle mm. name is er Ernest. So it's his initials. Mm. And the Bee Gees were based off of Barry, Barbara. It, it was like there was so many right. Bee Gees in a room. That's kind of the mm. story. Uh, it's an <laughs> old school story. But there was, I forgot who it was. It was an old manager or somebody who's just like, oh, there's a whole bunch of Bee Gees in this room. And they're like, oh, that's a good name for there we a go. group. And that's, that's awesome. how their name got changed. But so I thought that was really cool that we named it after him. And it became, it was like a name, but it was also his initials. I thought that was pretty cool. But. So how do you feel that your dad and your uncles influenced you to see what it means to be you and live your truth? I mean... I think my dad would probably have been the biggest influence on that and living mm -hmm. my truth. 
um, musically, all of them. I mean, yeah. my dad and, and, and my uncles, all of my uncles, including my uncle Andy, were incredibly influential. And I think, I mean, I've said it, and it's a quote I've stated before, but seriously, growing up, watching them and, and loving music and wanting to be a musician myself, it, it was, a, you set the bar. Like, mm-hmm. you're either going to be able to pull that off or be able to all get around and harmonize, be able to pull off the, the performance, everything. That was really a eye-opening to like, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't realize it. I don't think at the time I was just taking it in when I was younger. And I think when it really kicked in was when I first came to Nashville about 15 years ago with my band and, uh, and we started performing and playing out a lot. And that was kind of where you have all your, all these people that are peers and they are, they're watching right. you and they're like, how good are you? You know, cause yeah, I, exactly. saw, like, I was going to say I I saw Bob up the road and he was amazing, you know? Right, and so it's right. just like, it's just, it's like your, your barber is like, you know, incredible. Well, and I'm sure you have, because of the family name, there's additional pressure. It's like, okay, you know, who the hell are you going to be? You know? Yeah. I but, think I, I came in a little naive. I think I, 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 I didn't talk about it. It was something mm-hmm. that kind of, it it was if it, it was asked like no one knew in the beginning but because our we had managers that were the same right. that was how people found out right um and you know and then there's there, there's a little of that you know like there it was like nice but of course i think i think there was this idea of like well who the fuck do you think coming in here you know what i mean excuse my language mm-hmm. but no, like no. who who's this girl you know and like with this background and and all I mean, I, I genuinely came in with just like, oh, I love this place. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are amazing. And but sometimes it's good to step in there in that. And that's why I didn't bring it up at the beginning of the podcast either, you know, is because you're your own person. You're your yeah. own being. You're your own uniqueness in oh, the yeah. world. And There's- too often, I think people are like, OK, well, now I got to be this. And I say this to people all the time because I work with professional speakers all the time. And one of the things I see them do, and it's just so interesting to watch. And if any of y'all are listening, I love you all. But um, <laughs> because I did this too, <clears throat> I came into my speaking world and I'm like, okay, so this is Rick, the speaker. This is what Rick's supposed to sound like. I'm like, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up, man. Just go do your thing. Right. <laughs> and it's interesting because there's this persona we take on. I think all of us do. We wear these interesting masks of, okay, I'm a singer. I'm a songwriter. The, Mm-hmm. But when you're really just doing you, that's when the magic happens. That's the beauty, mm-hmm. in my in my opinion. And I, you know, I think one of the greatest moments w- for me as a performer, as an as an artist, because I got to say, I, I'm definitely more of a writer. I'm not so into the performing anymore. I, it's awkward for me. I, I enjoy it when I'm on there, but it's it's just awkward. But um, I, I said there was a moment where we were standing at the bar and having a beer, and I remember. They're like, okay, you're on. And mm-hmm. I didn't have time to think about, you know, getting nervous or anything like that. We got there, went, how did you, and they're like, oh, you're on. I'm like, okay, boom, we went on and we had a great show. And I remember walking off and thinking like, that's, that's how it should feel. Like feeling um, not, not stressing and not overthinking the performing and mm-hmm. what you're going to do when you get on stage. It was just, I, I've, I've never been that big of a fan of, any artist that does that, you know, I, right. I really love seeing somebody with no makeup on and a t-shirt performing their ass off. Mm-hmm. I love, I, that yeah. is just incredible. I can appreciate, you know, your Gaga. I'm like, I, I, right, I, I right, really right. Can. 
but I, I think what I like, for instance, with, with Lady Gaga is that she's got a point. She's, she's got, she's got a, yeah. a, a vision and she's got kind of a story to what she's presenting and what she's doing. And it's really intelligent and it's really cool. Whereas there's people that it's, they're just trying to do something to be gimmicky. And it's, I, I, I don't really, I'm just not really drawn to any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's something that if we let our truth shine through, people connect whether they connect in a good way or a bad way they still connect and Mm -hmm. i've used that example many times with my speakers of okay great love what you just did now Mm -hmm. can you do it as you Mm -hmm. let's do you and some for some of them they are that is who they are i mean there's Mm -hmm. certain ones i can really see okay that's how you're going to show up that's cool but for others i'm like okay let's let's strip let's strip away the masks and, and all the layers and let's yeah. get down to your truth. I was when I was preparing for this interview, I was looking at some images I found of you, and I believe it was with um, one of your uncles or something, or even your dad. And I'm like, you're just raw and real. It's like I'm a, I'm in this little black tank top, and like I'm just out. And again, I think there's something beautiful about us just showing up. I mean, yeah. I show up on stage in blue jeans, long sleeve, untucked shirt, and some bright colored shoes. That's it. That's what I. That's how I would choose to show up. And I'm not yeah. for everybody. And that's okay. But I think this is part of it is when we show up, it's kind of ironic. I was just working on my second book writing before I got on with you. And I was just writing something about letting your quirk work. You let that quirkiness of who you are really show mm-hmm. up and work for you. And I feel like, you know, what I'm seeing coming from you and the things that you've done. Yes, you come from the family name. But you're also allowing yourself to go be you, uniquely you, out there in the world, and bringing that forward. And, and, and it's there's easy to and do at times. There's a lot of those. There are fans, uh, and like I appreciate. There are some really, really wonderful, beautiful BG fans, and they have been incredibly supportive. There's also those that want me to do or be exactly like them, or you know, like I got one comment was, you know, well, the BGs didn't have to curse in their music, and I'm like, cool. You know, <laughs> like I, that, mm-hmm. I, that's cool. Yeah, but they didn't. Right. They didn't curse in their music. It wasn't that they didn't have to. They just didn't curse in their music. I don't think they really thought about it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just really funny because then I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm like, dude, my, they have mouths on them. They can, right. they can curse. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. They weren't like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, like they're humans. Like they're also just people. Mm-hmm. And their their music was different than mine. I don't. I I love. Like I and I maybe I'm setting myself up, but I because I like covering some of my dad's older stuff that yeah. was kind of more discreet and like just really some stuff I can't actually access anymore. But I try to find all these old little pieces just because mm-hmm. I think they're beautiful and I'd love to recreate them because he's not here anymore. So I, I want to do that. Well, and and uh, as you should. But thank you. And but I, I do feel like that. Uh, it, it does that you still that you find more of those fans that there are those fans that will expect you know you to be a certain way or you know i mean and then especially with politics you can't god forbid i bring in politics or if i say right anything slightly that is not an, an agreeance it's like oh, it's very frustrating but i i've yep. learned to kind of kind of you know work around it and i think with this 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 time around i felt like i I was tired of worrying whether as if whether somebody will will not like that or if they're going to be disappointed or they're going to feel offended offended i think is the biggest thing for me i don't want to offend anybody like i I, even when i'm talking and speaking about truth i want to share the positive stuff 
because we're all angry. <laughs> at least the at least the people that I I talk to yep. that, that are you know we're angry. So we don't need to keep spreading the anger. We just need to to get these ways of how we can make things better. Yep. And it's you know I, I feel like it's almost it's it's frustrating because <laughs> I feel like with the Roe versus Wade, it's like they they're like oh the women are up in arms they're screaming oh they're just erratic you know and it's like and it's and like with protesting and stuff like that and i said i'm like we gotta just that's what they want yes. that is what this old white man wants to see is to be like the woman is acting crazy these women right. are crazy we need to tell them what they need to be doing you know just right. like they're doing with the lgbtq community and what they're doing with black lives it's just this yep. control 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 and, it's just um, so interesting to see that truth stirs this shit up, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, and, you know, years ago, so when I came out, I was like, I was a mess. I mean, I was like, oh my God, you know, what am I doing? I've been married for 13 years and all this sort of stuff. But I knew yeah. at that point, I knew because I mean, actually when I was in college in Tennessee is when I first came out and then was told, nope, you're not doing that. And you need to go, you know, go talk to the pastor, oh. all this good stuff. Right. So I did. Yep. It never went away. <clears throat> yeah. It never went away. And yeah. I'm glad it, I'm glad it kind of happened. I mean, yes, there was a, a person in my life that got hurt tremendously by me coming out of the closet after 13 years of marriage. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't help but do what I did. And some people will hear that and go, you're an asshole. That, well, that's your opinion. Okay. You you didn't live my life. You didn't know what I went through to be told, no, you can't be that. You're going to hell yeah. and blah, 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 blah. Right. But what I've also learned is in that truth, there's power. And mm-hmm. it's always interesting to me to watch all these things happening. Like, let's just go to the LGBTQ and the Rover. I mean, any of these for LGBTQ, Black Lives, Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. Truth scares the shit out of these people. It's like, do you really think we're going to go away? <laughs> you mm-hmm. can't kill all of us that are LGBTQ. You can't mm-hmm. go put us on a freaking island. We are too much of a part of the population. Oh, and guess what? You can't go do this to women who are like, uh-uh, you don't get to do this with my body. Oh, and guess mm-hmm. what? You can't do this with people of color. <laughs> we're, we, you, yes. you put those three groups together alone, and it's like, you people are outnumbered. Mm-hmm. And I hate that I have to speak like that, but it's like, yeah. this is, this is the truth. Mm-hmm. I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to do anything. Go live. You know, mm-hmm. one of the, I saw a gal the other day, it's been a few months ago. Who's like, I don't care that you want to be a Christian. I don't care that this is your belief, but don't freaking lay it over on me. Yeah. That's you. You get to choose to do that. And you get to choose to be that. And this is where I think we come up against this stuff of living our truth if we don't stand up and share it. And I know you shared with me earlier that part of the reason you wanted to be on this podcast was to like, I'm going to share my truth. Mm -hmm. But so many people get intimidated by sharing their truth because what is somebody else going to think? I don't give a Mm -hmm. fuck anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, I have to admit, I have felt a little uncomfortable more recently only because, I mean, I'm not at the level that you or your dads or anybody, but I'm a known entity out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't hide these podcasts. They're they're yeah. there, right? Now, I'm not a celebrity by any stretch of the imagination, but I can I'm concerned like if this shit goes south, I'm going to be pretty easy to find, you mm-hmm. know? So it's those interesting things. But on the flip side, Samantha, I'm not going to go into hiding. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. And I know this is part of what you are saying with your sorry not sorry and all this sort of stuff is hiding no longer works it mm-hmm. just doesn't 
No. Being anonymous to things is not going to make anything better. (laughs) mm -hmm. So what was one of the reasons you, you really wanted to like come share with us today? Because I know you're an ally in our community. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's like, I, I've said, I was telling you earlier is that I feel, um, there are so many communities that I specifically LGBTQ community, the, the black lives matter community, the, these communities that I feel like I've, 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 I've been an ally and I stand by. And then when the Roe versus Wade happened, I think it was a, it was a moment. I think honestly, actually when black lives matter, when the, not black, like, well, this has been going ongoing for a for ever yeah, yeah but um but the recent protests that had happened a couple of years ago when all of that started happening that was when i started to realize like losing i was losing i was losing uh followers and things like that which blew my mind it was just like wow like to support a community you mm-hmm. get people like and, and like nasty messages it's like oh like all lives matter and i'm just like you need to just like i some of the messages like i was very taken back by And that kind of started, I guess, the like rage in me was seeing how people responded to me putting these positive things and and sharing things that were important that people should see that people should know about. And I think there was a time there that, yeah, there were some pretty disturbing images, obviously, extremely disturbing images. And I I thought they were important to share because people wanted to say what they wanted to say. But I thought, well, until you see what you got, until you see it with your own eyes, then. Right. And you can, you can actually see it with your own eyes. So that's huge. So that was important for me. And then from that point on, I think it was just the more and more um, I thought about everything, the more and more I wanted to be more present and stand up and show up more. Mm. And there was points where you could, I, you know, with, with COVID and stuff like that, it was hard to get out to protest. So I was just doing my best to do that online and to do my, my, my fair share of what I could do to get messages out. And then, um, I think with recently in the past year that the Roe versus Wade and everything, I think I just wanted to make sure that people knew that I not only do I stand with the communities, but I'm also a part of the LGBTQ community. Obviously, Black Lives Matter. I'm not a black human, so but I stand I stand with them and I stand with every single black human. And I think it is absolutely Mm -hmm. I I, I can't even wrap my head around why things are the Mm -hmm. way they are. No, I can't either. And I, and I feel like, you know, I always use this as like a, and most people who listen to this podcast and I love that you're sharing so openly. Um, sorry. No, don't I'm, be sorry. I, I, I mean, this I laugh is, out of discomfort because I'm crying. But, no, it's uh, beautiful. It's not, but one yeah. of the things that I find the hardest for myself and you're kind of in that same space is you and I can walk down the street and nobody's going to know really anything different unless they've heard a podcast like this. Right. <clears throat> nobody's going to go, Oh, he's gay or, or you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But our black brothers and sisters and f- friends of color, they can't hide this. There's no hiding from it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm, I feel blessed and lucky, but I also find that my most compelling reason to one of the most compelling reasons to keep doing what I do, mm-hmm. because I don't want anybody who's marginalized. And now we just have a huge swath of people who are potentially majorly marginalized. Women is what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. that 
I can again walk down the street and not really anything's, you know, affecting me, but I got two girls. I got two girls that are in their 20s and I'll be damned if I'm going to watch this just sit by, well, this is what's happening. It's just what? unfair to think, oh, we just roll over and die, so to speak. And then I don't get the, <clears throat> I do not get the women who are just like, yeah. 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 This is the wheel. This is the way. Well, th this is the thing. There's, uh, I've had these conversations with, you know, people from on both sides. And um, it's really, it's, a, it, I think it's important to have the conversations because this one, one woman I was talking to, she was just like, I, I believe I'm, I'm, I'm pro life. And I'm just like, okay, well, explain, explain to me, you know, like what, what are your reasons and stuff like that? She's like, well, I don't think if you're raped or if you, you know, you have been molested and incest, if, if any of those reasons, I don't think you should have to have the baby, but I do believe in pro-life. And I said, okay, well, you do know that in Tennessee, that if you're raped or if you are molested by a family member and are carrying a child, you have to give birth. And also if you are, um, if you have an atopic pregnancy and um, you're at risk to die, they will save the baby before they save you. Yeah. And she was just like, I didn't know all that. I'm like, yeah, that those are the laws in Tennessee. So okay, but, you but have, that's you the have problem. A girl, no, I know. And that's what I was saying. And I'm just like, so by making these, it's like the gun laws. It's just like, can we just kind of put some kind, because I, I mean, granted, I, yeah, if you're, if you are pregnant, after a certain period of time, yeah, I don't think you should be able to get an abortion. You should have known better. There's a period of time. We know. Girl, I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. I'm very, you know, you banged somebody. You know, you, you know you've been sleeping with somebody or you've had sex. You know you haven't had a period. This right. is what happens, right? I mean, these it's 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 a sense thing. And I feel like, yeah, after a certain period of time, I think there should be a cut. Because I do think, yeah, because then the baby is now developed. But talk yep. to a science. Talk to a doctor. And I was even telling her about a doctor. I'm like, no, it's after, what is it? Oh, I'm, I'm going to get it wrong. It was 14 weeks. Mm, but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and, and she's just like, yeah, but how do you know? I'm like, no, doctors know. <laughs> I'm like, OBGs, they know this information. It's what they studied. So yes. they know better than you, better than me, better than anybody when that child is becoming a baby. So mm -hmm. Why can't we find levels? It's like with the gun laws, all of a sudden it's like, oh, a free for all. Like, just do background checks. Like, why is right. why is this like? Why, yeah, why is this science, so difficult? Guys? Right, exactly. <laughs> it is. But that's part of the problem. I I mean, these conversations happen around LGBTQ stuff all the time. I have conversations yeah. with coworkers because I'm I'm the only LGBTQ person on. I believe. I think there may be one other person on the team. It's not a huge team, but. Um, <laughs> Where they're like, you don't get this. If you're voting for this stuff, my marriage will get dissolved. Oh, really? I'm like, are you not yeah. listening oh, yeah. to what yeah. they're saying? You know, you don't seem to get this piece. You don't get it. I mean, I said to my, my um, well, to somebody in the organization, I said, I'm considering not traveling to a company event because I don't want to travel through some of these states where if something happens to me in that state, my husband potentially won't be able to come and take care of me. I think it's really interesting how people like to compartmentalize like right. it, it works for me like this, but it's like, but there's all of this other stuff that it's doing to people that are majorly affected. But are we sure? I think it's just this. It's like, no, let's look at all the details, please. Yeah. You don't have to look that hard to see the detail of what they're wanting to do. I mean, I'm sorry yeah. that just don't say gay alone in Florida <laughs> says it all right there, folks.
It says it all, <laughs> you know? And unfortunately, this is where we are. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you felt comfortable enough to come and say, this is where I stand. This is who I am. This is how I show up in the world. And also that you're doing it through your music too. And, and letting that fuel the fire for, you know, the arts to me are always one of the greatest ways to connect and help people see things they're not seeing, you know? Yeah. That, I believe that's why Hamilton was such a powerful force and continues to be a force because you're seeing it through the lens of something completely different. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's those things that bring things to life. And then suddenly there we are, you know, I, we just, my husband, and I just recently saw Jagged Little Pill in LA mm -hmm. and I love Alanis Morissette. I mean, I've yeah. always loved her music. She just jams, but to see that turned into this amazing what I thought was an amazing production of connecting the dots with the addiction and everything. That. It was so good because it just shone another light on mm -hmm. how something that came out years ago when she was really angry and everything, which she wasn't really <laughs> angry. She was just like, I'm, I'm saying what's going on she in my wasn't, world. Right? Exactly. She right. was just, ex yeah, right. I, I, I always crack up when people go, Oh, she's such an angry singer. I'm like, there's a whole lot of angry singers. Y'all are just not seeing it the same way. Yeah. She was writing what she was writing for her world at that time. But I find it just powerful when we cut ourselves loose. Mm -hmm. And this hasn't been easy for me either. I mean, the first time I did this podcast, many, whatever, 540 some episodes ago, mm -hmm. I was really nervous. Like, well, first of all, who's going to like this? Da, 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 right? Yeah. And now I don't do it because of ego. I do it because I love doing it. And if I just have one listener that it impacts, mm -hmm. I'm totally cool with that. You know? Yeah. But it, it is one of those things where when you start embracing yourself and saying, this is my truth, this is who I am, it's going to piss some people off. Mm -hmm. And others are just going to love up on you. And I hope for your fans that have heard what you shared here that they continue to love up on you and say, yes, she's part of our community. I think the most beautiful thing that I've seen is that the minute I stopped really worrying about anybody is the minute I started to see the real, real fans and real people really showing up on my account mm -hmm. and, and being there. And like, really, I, I thought that was it, it just I'm like, I don't want you as a fan. If you have these beliefs, if you mm -hmm. think a black and a white man are different because of the color of their skin, I don't want you to be following. I don't mm -hmm. I don't want that energy towards me at all. Please right. stop following me. You know, the same thing. And it goes on all platforms. I just, I, I think it's been a really, it's been really nice to see being embraced and then feeling like now, and now I feel like the community that I'm speaking to is also, I'm building a community that I feel very strongly about and I want to support and I want to show up for. Well, know? and what I've learned over the years, and this is becoming more and more prevalent, as people begin to embrace, yes, this is what where I am. I, I live this life with this partner, but I also live this other side of life with potentially polyamory or bisexuality, mm -hmm. whatever, pansexuality, whatever oh, yeah. it may be. I did have a <laughs> it just it it heals a wound that's really open because I hate to say it, and <laughs> this one I, I know I'm gonna get some hate mail. Well, no, because most of my fans really like it. <laughs> But we're all so much more alike than we are different. So quit hiding your bullshit. If you're mm -hmm. like into other people of the same sex, that's okay. That doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, I remember one of my clients years and years ago is like, I'm just dating a guy. That's all it is right now. I don't know mm -hmm. where it is going. Right. 
Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, he's now engaged to that guy, so we know where it went. But, you know, it's interesting if we all realized we're much more all on the Kinsey scale than most people would ever want to admit. And then, of course, then you have like the religious zealots who finally come out and Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, they got caught with their pants down or, you know, all (laughs) this. That that stuff just drives me apeshit crazy. But yeah, I think if we could just embrace this on so many fronts, life would be so much different. Mm -hmm. So, so, so much different. And I love that you're taking that into your world of whether it's LGBTQ, Black Lives Matter, especially now women's rights, which I wish people could get that through their fucking head. It's like, if they can do this to women, what that's, the fuck do you I, think they can do to you? Please wake it, up. Well, that, it's, it's almost like this is what it's like. Look at what's been happening. Look at this pattern. Look at what yes. they're doing to Black Lives. Look at what they're doing to LGBTQ. Now they're doing it to women. Like, oh, my God, everybody, like, mm-hmm. we should be scared. We should, right. because now they've yeah. gotten to women and we, uh, we thought we were starting to get better and whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, now we're completely back to square one. It was like, if this can happen, this is going to keep happening with all right. of these communities. Out of all and, the and stuff that human beings, it's not even just community. Right. They're part of a community because they can't be considered just fucking human beings, which is what we all are. It's well, and I mean, just the recent attacks on Jewish people again, and, and oh, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's ridiculous, but out of all the stuff that I learned in my religious upbringing, Seventh-day Adventist upbringing, so I don't, there's only one thing I still like, okay, I get it, is when they said, when it said, or their teachings were, there will come a point where religious persecution will come from a source demanding that everybody be this. And I'm like, so many friends, but that'll never happen. That can never happen here. I'm like, Watch. Oh, look at look what's going on folks it's mm-hmm. it's 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 sitting there on the precipice which is scary as yeah. all get out but i think we are in a cleansing space in our world hopefully um if there's any planet left by the time it gets cleansed eh. but um <laughs> but i love that as a parent you are you're paving the way for your own child i mean mine are grown but i feel like oh I'm and i have god daughters i have yeah yeah and, and, and you know, I, I want my my nephews to grow up knowing that all of this is okay and absolutely normal. And I want them to not what's happening, but that all of these people are equals, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. in in the sense that I know we're we're all different and I think that's a beautiful thing, but we're all human. And that's the message I want my son to grow mm-hmm. up always having and my nieces and my nephews and the kids around me. I wish I had a video right now what's happening that nobody can see but me. (laughs) I'm literally looking out. So my window overlooks like a beautiful area where I live. and But there's like sidewalks and stuff where people walk. And literally, Uh as you were saying all that, a dad is walking by with probably his two and a half little three-year-old little girl. And I just thought, I wonder what he thinks. I really wonder what Mm -hmm. he thinks. I don't know how you could look at a little child like that and go, yeah. This is what I want for my daughter. This is what I want. Yeah. She's just a baby making machine. That's it. That's it. I mean, he's literally just, he literally just picked her up and put him on his shoulder. So I'm just like, how can you have that kind of love and care? And I mean, there's a street where we live on, you know, so she was running. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, 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 no. But I'm like, I don't know how you can. And I guess, cause I'm, I'm a dad daughter. So, I mean, you know, I have two daughters and this is really close to, I mean, and it doesn't diminish having a boy either. I mean, if something was going down about my boy, I'd be as, pissed off and angry is it too right well i've i've taught my son because his best friend is black and mm. we've always he, we've it's been one of those things like it's important we've talked with their parents well he's 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 uh he's got a white mom and a black dad and mm. it's actually 
really great because we've had such incredible conversations around with the stigma that they get as a yeah. as as an interracial couple as well as what Braden gets and he's like yeah my mom's white my dad's black you know like how kids talk to him and what they right. ask him and and our biggest thing and Julian was just like what what's the difference between me and Braden like right. he <laughs> wouldn't see the difference and he's just like oh but yeah he has he's got black skin and I have white skin yeah. okay yeah <laughs> like there's I no- remember early on my youngest one when she was a little pit well she's still a little she's a little pistol no matter what even though she's 20 some years old now but um i remember her running up with a group of friends and saying see i have two daddies <laughs> and it's just like okay well there we go there it is you know? <laughs> awesome. and and if we would just let we would just let kids be okay and leave them the fuck alone mm-hmm. and let them build their own purview of the world what a different place this planet would be i mean i'm not oh. saying just let your kid run free but i'm like let them make, I, I did not put my, it's so funny. I did not really put any religious influence into my daughter's lives. I, initially when I came out, I was going to a church that I thought was okay. Really progressive. Then I found out, no, it's not <laughs> yeah. the certain pastor in orange County, California. I'm like, ah, nope. When his son committed suicide, which they tried to say that wasn't what it, I'm like, oh yes, we all knew. Cause you didn't want him to be gay and we won't even delve into that. But anyway, oh wow. but I, I decided, you know, I wasn't going to influence this. So yeah. So funny how your kids pull shit on you. So just get ready. 20, let's see. I was in the last year. So my oldest is 26, 27 when she said this. So, Dad, I don't know. That her and her boyfriend had just gone to see Jesus Christ Superstar. She goes, I didn't understand any of this, Dad. You didn't teach me any of this stuff in the Bible. I'm like, honey, <laughs> there's the book. If you want to go figure it out, great. But it was so interesting because to see that complete opposite of what i was taught you know yeah. and my parents weren't ultra religious on their terms they were mm-hmm. but to see that i didn't really put this into my kid's life and then to get that like well, you didn't teach me any of this stuff i'm like because i want you to f- go figure that out you figure <laughs> out what works for you it's such yeah. a beautiful space when you can have those kind of conversations but um i, I all agree. right yeah no 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 i i i wanted to ask a, a, one more question before we wrap up here but what were you getting ready to say i don't want to interrupt because you, you're, you're so good was, at articulating <laughs> these things thank you i i don't feel like i have i appreciate that um no i, I was going to say that you do really see the influence with certain kids and even i've found like some kids in school with julian the influence um of religion on mm. the kids or, or, or just the parenting, because like one kid was like, uh, there's an Indian uh, boy that's in his class. And this little girl came up and mom and dad are very religious. And he, she was just like, where were you born? <laughs> we're just like, Oh <laughs> Lord. Oh Lord. <laughs> it was just like, and I'm talking to his mom. It was just, we could have, it was just one of those moments. We're just like, Oh man, you, you, you don't just learn that. Like, are you, you're not just no. not born with that kind of question. You know what I mean? No, not so at all. Not at all. I definitely mm. feel that even when I talk to women and last, last note on this is just when women that do believe that are, are pro this reversal of, of Roe versus Wade, I feel have either been influenced by a man or by religion mm-hmm. or both. And, or it's both. usually a combination exactly. of both, yeah. Exactly. And, um, like they've they've been told that this is this is normal, that this is what should be for women, mm-hmm. or that it, that it should even be a question. Is it shocking mm-hmm. to me? But I'm like, there must have been some kind of real serious influence there, and that's, I think it un- it's unfortunate that that is. Mm-hmm. I do find that it's it's mostly religious. It is um, very much so. People, 
So, well, all you have to do is listen to crazy woman from Colorado who's in Congress and just the shit that comes out oh. of her mouth. That's just like, oh my God, you are batshit crazy. But, mm-hmm. but on a positive note, what's yeah. next for you? What, where are you going with music and everything? Or are you just like, I, I don't know, let's let the, <laughs> let the universe guide me. Kind of, yeah. I mean, the, we, we do, um, uh, Raz, my partner, and I, we've been working on a project that we're hoping to get out by the beginning of December, um, which is it's a nice little a holiday thing that we put together mm. um, with some of the tracks and just versions. And it'll be something cool. So I'm, I'm excited. We awesome. have a Christmas song, too. We're going to uh, include in that as well. So, um, but yeah, so beginning of December, we'll hopefully have um, uh, something new coming out and otherwise just really promoting and trying to to get as much as much a uh, as we can out and knowledge of sorry not sorry in the music mm-hmm. as possible awesome. keep sharing yeah keep sharing, sharing. Pos- keep be- sharing keep showing up exactly yes. and just keep, keep showing, showing up, up and, you yeah. know you know positive. that's what i keep saying to myself i'm like yes i'm out there easy to identify and um i'm okay with that because you know what if if you know, I hate to be negative here, but if, if they come for me, they come for me, mm-hmm. but I ain't going without a fight. You know, there is no fight because I believe we all have the inalienable right to be unapologetically who we are in the world with Absolutely. one exception that if it's hurting somebody no, else, exactly, no. exactly. No, you don't Unless get to it's do detrimental that. to somebody else. Exactly. Yes, I so. absolutely agree. Well, yeah, you have been an amazing conversation and guest, and thank you for showing your true self and letting your emotions fly. And um, I can tell there's some, I can tell there's some give in you because they always <laughs> stirred up the emotions. Um, and I think for a lot of us in the LGBTQ community, they were definitely um, flag bearers. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best way to say it. And I love to see that you're picking up that flag and showing yourself and being who you are and keep, keep letting your, your freak flag but um, but anyway thank you so much samantha and thank um, you if you all want to connect with samantha samantha gibb is um where you can find her you can search her you can't you can't miss her i i literally (laughs) saw a picture of you and your dad's arms on the internet when you were a little girl (laughs) i'm like oh my gosh you know brought me back to my chills of holding my little girls but um i love what you're doing keep doing it i can't wait to hear what the christmas um song sounds like and um Thanks for being part of my world and sharing yourself with my world. Thank thank you for letting me into your world. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life on Closet. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about and you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted and never stop stepping out, stepping up and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.